My Build Back Better agenda costs zero dollars. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. world going shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Uh, it's all about insanity and madness, no doubt about it. Larry, it is episode five of Planet wow. Rage. It's a big number five. I like that number. Look <laughs> at a good shape. Yeah, it's more than uh, it's more than maps with Matt. He's listening live, so we got to throw that one in there. Got to get up to episode five to be a real yeah. podcast. Well, we're there. We <laughs> did it. We've reached the pinnacle. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here in Chirac, or just outside of Chirac, because that's why you don't hear the gunshots. Over the weekend, eight killed and between 59 and 62 wounded, depending on which news source that you go by. So, yay, Chicago. Well. And uh, the mayor, I guess, was tweeting about how exciting it was. Now they were going to have free Internet in all the libraries. So well, I mean, that's great. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> what was it? Carl Sandberg called it the city of broad shoulders. Somebody needs to change that to like the city of body bags or something. Yeah, they're piling up. <laughs> Holy crap. They are wow. piling up and the people in charge don't seem to even register what's going on. And we have a population that lets them not let it register and not let it be the first thing on the local news with people. Where's the protest? You know, where's Reverend Al? Where's Jesse Jackson? Where's Barack Obama? Where where are all these folks? Where's Black Lives Matter? And uh, nobody cares. Nobody wants to make a change, I guess, just because Democrats run the city and have for my whole lifetime. I guess yeah. probably before your lifetime. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Longer. So, I mean, it's the incompetence, I guess. And nobody on that side of the aisle or even really either side of the aisle seems to be making that big of a deal about it. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, but uh, that is the world we live in. So, yeah, the violence is still here in Chicago. How about over in uh, in the beautiful Los Angeles area? The question would be. So what's pissing you off this week? <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? Uh, you know, it's status. Well, you don't have anything near your um, your shoot 'em up quotas, that's for sure. But uh, you know, it's just the usual stuff. Uh, tent cities everywhere and hypodermic needles underfoot and people shitting in the streets. And, you know, it's just regular old L.A., at least for the, since the past, uh, I don't know, three, four years. Well, and that's it. And that's normalized there. Like the violence here. Yes. Nobody's on local TV. None of your local politicians are like, oh, we need to clean this up. They're just like, no, eh. no this is this. This is what they want. They like this because it makes them necessary, more necessary, they think. So, <laughs> but does yeah. it? I mean, it kind of seems like that's showing that they are completely useless and are doing nothing. 
Well, you know, you're right. But, um, you know, somebody said it before me. Most people are stupid. They really are. And so they just had a chance to to dump, uh, you know, Captain Hair Gel. He blew it. <laughs> yeah. And every that's all his fault. I mean, that's all this all this came as a result of he and his cronies policies. You know, it's his direct. You don't have to connect the dots. It's a straight line. But, you know, the Cretans refuse to acknowledge that. Well, and it's something in the DNA, it seems, in people in these places where the outrage when it comes to places where it's actually makes sense and where it should be in the case of California, all of the stuff that governor Newsom had done, including going out to the ultra fancy French laundry when it was closed and nobody else could go in because, you know, he was the King and all. Right. And for a while, it seemed like that was the kind of stuff that was going to guarantee he was going to be ousted that mm. it seemed like the people had finally had enough but unfortunately the recall took i guess too much time did people forget did people get bought no, off they didn't forget no they, you know they didn't forget and what it is is the, the bottom line is it's something very deep in the psyche of these people and that they they really don't want to be citizens they want to be subjects they like that they like you know it's hey you know it's a lot of great friends out there and so forth but i there's a certain certain style of person who must have a king who wants to bow and scrape and slobber and kiss ass and whether it's in england or some other european place or they probably have them in asia i don't even know or uh, you know united states they're they it's, it's not enough that they be leaders they want what's the word it's not even leaders it's uh you know, they want mommy and dad or whatever the hell they want they want to be slaves and so that's what they get and that makes them feel good well and they probably don't realize those folks that they're doing that i believe it mainly comes from a complete lack of preparation for adulthood that especially over the last few decades it's the whole nanny state it's the whole safe space it's the whole everybody gets a trophy and you walk into a situation that people don't know what to do and all of a sudden they're like oh somebody give us the answer sure and the people that are giving the answers i mean here's here's the dirty little secret folks they have no idea either what the right thing to do is and that, I think, has been the problem behind so much of what's been going on over the last two years is that I think even the politicians in the United States and probably elsewhere, I mean, we can only follow so closely so much, but even the ones that mean well, guys like Rand Paul, who I think is a pretty straightforward guy. And he is fighting back on a lot of this stuff, but he hasn't been 100% right about everything. Fauci hasn't been 100% right, obviously, about everything. And there's a case of if you're expecting the people that are in charge to actually know more than the average person. I mean, okay, we're hoping the people that are actually doctors and scientists know a little bit more, but your average politician way less qualified to make your life choices than you are yourself. Well, I think a lot of them um, from both those disciplines, what you can call politics a discipline, but I think a lot of people are very aware of what the right thing to do is. And they, cho- they choose to do, to do the wrong thing. You know, 
but we do um, just because it serves their own interests. Well, and it's interesting. There are so many people. I mean, if you believe surveys, which again, probably not a hundred percent, but they kind of give you a barometer. They give you the temperature of what's going on. And a lot of people do not want to go back to work into the office ever. There've mm-hmm. been some of these polls that are like, oh yeah, you know, 30% of the workforce want to work from home forever. They never want to go back into the office and that's not good. It stifles a lot of things. I'm sure it does. Yeah, sure it does. (laughs) So how do you encourage everybody to get back? It was interesting though. What was it? There was one of these uh, European countries that just lifted all of the COVID restrictions. And all of a sudden they were basically, you know, fighting in the streets. People just, I think it was a combination of, uh, revelry and not knowing what the hell to do now that all of these restrictions have been lifted Hmm. it's a it's a very weird thing you know when people get a major jolt to their system you know obviously everybody was scared at first when it was oh do the lockdowns and then they just kind of sat around and went oh okay now we're safe because we're sitting in our basement but you do that long enough and then you just open up the floodgates and say, everybody, okay, back into society. There's a, uh, a period. I think that people are going to need to readjust. And I don't know if that's good or bad. What's going to happen once all of this stuff, uh, shakes out, if you will. I don't know. All I know is it'd be a great picture book of, uh, a collection of photographs of people Driving their cars alone with the windows rolled up, masked. Yes. I think that'd be a great, uh, you know, somebody should stitch that together. You're pretty damn funny. Those are the people that don't <laughs> understand the science. I think I think they, they possibly do understand the science, but they're signaling. Look at me. Do as I do. I'm compliant. I'm, is it I'm compliant or is it I'm doing something no i'm one of them look it's 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 like it's, it's tantamount to colors on a biker's vest or carrying a flag or whatever really that's that's what it's about but sometimes it's good to be one of them depending who them is right <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> well see i don't do teams so as i always tell my kids there's only one team you should ever be on for life it's team blydner all the rest oh, forget it <laughs> amen I, I don't do teams well it's the only so, team uh, that's going to stick with you hopefully yeah through, through the long right. haul that's it exactly but a lot of yeah you're right the people in the cars with the masks on you just kind of have to shake your head because it's it's either one of those things either your virtue signaling which is like to who the random people who don't know you passing from other vehicles or you're so dumb that you don't understand how a virus actually spreads and it may be a little bit of both but you're seeing yeah. stories again although this is already being blown out in the news media that Costco is going to be limiting some items. So I looked at a few oh, of yeah. these articles. So that. And the reality is they're saying, you know, we have it. It's just the supply chains are a little bit backed up right now. And they don't mm-hmm. want people to go back into the hoarding mode because the minute you can't get toilet paper one day. Right. Then when it's in two days later, you're like, oh boy, I better, I better buy 14 rolls or, you know, probably 14 sure. pallets worth of toilet paper. Oh Yeah. But the stories get quickly changed from the actual Costco press release or whatever it was. It was that they were going to be limiting toilet paper. I think it was cleaning supplies and 
the Kirkland, the Costco brand of bottled water. But I saw a lot of stories that did not mention the Costco brand bottled water and just said Costco limiting water and the other stuff. It's like, well, that's not what it says. You know, they're limiting their particular brand that they know where there's, you know, only so much of, but it didn't say anything about them limiting any of the other. How many brands of crappy bottled water are there? There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) we do live in the age of lies. Yes. Before, like never before. And it's and the thing is, so people so few people are sharp enough to suss out the lies, you know. Well, and that's it. Because how do you teach people to do that? You can't. You know, you can say you hope people have a bullshit meter, but is the problem that the bullshit is now everywhere when it comes to social media mm-hmm. and it is in so many forms that appear to be traditional media, which it's interesting to me. There's a lot of websites that get linked from the usual sources out there. And anytime I'm reading an article and you look up and you're like, Oh, well, wait, what, what website is this on? And so many times I have no idea, have never run across that website before. My first question to myself is why am I even reading this? Because why do I trust (laughs) what this site says just because it was linked from drudge or one of the other aggregate farms or whether somebody linked to it from social media. It's interesting because it's very easy to put up a site that looks just like the New York Times, but just throw out a bunch of lies, which I mean, the New York Times does, too. But you (laughs) don't have to. Right. They don't need any fake sites. They do a great job on their own. Right. But it's like, how do you teach? You can't teach people to weed through this, which is why all of these politicians are using this as an excuse now to go after and i'm no fan of the big tech of the facebook's and the twitters and all that but it's really interesting now to watch that some of the people that i would consider to be more of the uh you know the bait and switch politicians you know in the biden administration and all that going along with all of this crazy you know spending bill and all this that they're all of a sudden going after the big tech groups, which is now I'm like kind of questioning exactly what's going on here, because if they're going to start going after the Facebooks and Twitters and be like, oh, yes, the, these platforms are dangerous. And of course, they're saying they're dangerous for reasons that I don't believe. You know, I think they're dangerous for exactly the opposite reason that the politicians give most of the time but it's starting to appear that any online freedom that you have today could be really hanging on by a thread because what this seemingly to me is going to do is go after each and every one of these platforms including there was an article on uh, I don't remember which site I even clipped this from but they were talking about the office within the post office, which actually one of the things they do is monitor social media, which we talked about this on grumpy old Ben's a while back. I remember. And it was one of those things like, well, why is the 
U.S. Postal Service looking at social media. What does that have to do? But yeah, there's a uh, part of the United States Postal Service that looks at social media. So a little bit strange, but there was a quote that said uh, in 2020, militia violent extremists used or expressed interest in using a variety of more secure and often encrypted messaging apps, Zello, Telegram, Signal. Uh, So there's a bunch of these that are out there that are a little bit more secure. According to the FBI reports, the report also said that social media companies focus on overt threats of violence when removing content, which makes sense. They're looking for the actual, if they're going to remove content, somebody saying, let's commit violence. You know, let's, this is the actual extremist content. How are they figuring out what's extreme? It's usually pretty clear that there's an intent to do something illegal or something violent. And the basic thing that came out of all of this was, Ooh, well, all of these extremists now are starting to use other more fringe services, you know, like the parlors and the gabs, which, I mean, we know they haven't had any problems running over the last uh, couple of years. And to me, the fact that they're doing this and going after the Facebooks and Twitters now, the people like in the Biden administration, tells me that there is going to be a full-on assault on all internet communications very shortly. Hmm. I would, I would think that probably they just want to uh, tighten their grip. I mean, they're already, you know, they're already in bed with Facebook and Twitter. It's so clear. You know, I mean, they got those services is, you know, basically got Biden elected, really. Um, so maybe they're just not being as restrictive as they want them to be. And they're doing a little saber rattling now. And um, they'll get uh, Dor- Dar- oh, what's his name? Dorsey and uh, Zuckerberg. Right. At, at, uh, at heel. And then they'll be very happy. It'll be, you know, what it already is, really. Pravda, um, you know, house organ of, uh, of the government. Or... Um, Joe's never going to run again. So they're like, ha, thanks for helping us out. Now we're, we're going to turn on you. Um, I think they like him too much to, to turn on him. Um, you know, I really do. You know, when I was a kid, a very popular bumper sticker said uh, just two words. It said, question authority. You're right. And you don't see that anymore. And I think uh, there's been a generation or two have been raised in the school system uh, to never question authority. And that's where we're at now. And so everything that does appear in social media, uh, Cretans like like Dorsey and Zuckerberg feel entitled to slap some, you know, fact checkers say you're wrong. Or, right. Um, you know, this is this is this is harmful content. We're, we're hiding this from your eyes. It's the, it is an anti state. It is the Montessori uh, mindset. Well, it's beyond um, the nanny sit state. And I think that, yeah. the, uh, you know, the government can now look at this and go, see, you know, you tried slapping labels on things and it, it didn't work. So now we're going to need to have a little more control over sure. all of this social media, which of course it's impossible when you realize how many ways there are for people to communicate online, how many different services, including the small one we're using just to do podcasts. but. All of these things that allow any kind of communication should be worried that this is going to fall under an umbrella of, oh, you're going to allow extremists a way to communicate. Because I believe everything that CleanFeed does, which is a service we use, Mm -hmm. encrypts 
our conversation while we're having it. So if anybody were to intercept the packets right now on the clean feed call that we have, they would have no idea what we were talking about. They wouldn't be able to hear the conversation, Okay, which means anybody that wants to have a private conversation, why not just use clean feed or a variety of services like that? You know, if the feds can tap your phones, you know, Mm -hmm. they can tap your cell phone, whether it's the texting portion of it or the voice, something like this actually way more secure. The governments are a little worried about that. And this is where the overreaching thing, I believe, is going to uh, come into things. But I could be wrong. I mean, I may just be falling into some of the conspiracy theories, but I'm seeing things that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people do, including uh, the MMA fighter that you sent a clip over of. Ah, uh, yeah, Jay's classic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is maybe not a surprise because let's be honest, in the people in the MMA world, it's a very Joe Rogan kind of world, which, I mean, better for better or worse, that's the kind of attitude you get with a lot of these guys. And they're not docile creatures which a vast majority of the world has seemingly turned into but now is this the guy i think did he win his match and then uh, i have no idea had i have no ch- idea who he is i don't you know what what what's his hat it looked like he did because i think he was, the guy was holding his hand up like he you know like they always do with the victor right in the video portion but you know i, I don't follow mma i don't know who he was but uh he certainly had something to say <laughs> let's see let's see what do you think folks do you think he likes or dislikes president joe biden let's find out hey yo i just want to make a call out joe biden you're the biggest piece of shit this country has ever had in office hey yo hey yo not only joe biden yo bill de blasio you're about as new york as a subway rat kiss my fucking ass and anyone who supports vaccine mandates you can suck my big old portuguese italian cock so I'm guessing that wasn't on TV. <laughs> uh, we won't be seeing that in 60 minutes. No, but, no. Uh, well, that, hey. But it, it does. It encapsulates what you're seeing in a lot of the social media, which is another reason I think they're going to be like, well, you know, we, we can't keep having these people say th- anything they want to going out to the world because then other people might hear it and that'll be dangerous. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we're going to be reduced to smoke signals and semaphore pretty soon really you may not be wrong i know i mean we may no. not be that far away from going back to uh the the ham radio con- concept of uh yeah yeah of course you have to be oh. licensed to do that legally so i well, mean there's yeah. that sure just uh i mean nobody yeah. would do anything illegally right no no we would never advocate that that guy, I, as as a former New Yorker myself, I had to laugh when he said you're as, you're, you're as New York as a subway rat. Right, which is very New say. York, isn't it? Well, subway rats <laughs> are extremely New York. I mean, I've watched, you know, I spent a big portion of my life watching those things uh, scurry along the tracks. Uh, they're pretty common. They're definitely a part of New York and probably always have been so. Well, yeah, and some are about the size of a small horse. So, um, yeah, they can get they can grow shoulders. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, this is the kind of political uh, discourse that, I mean, okay, maybe you clean up the language a little bit, but this is what your kids should be involved in, not the, oh, yes, let's 
we let's pledge allegiance to the LGBTQ flag or we can't stand up for America or, you know, it's a safe space that we dare. Now, if somebody offends us, then we will get them out of the safe space because that sure. you can't offend somebody. No. Well, you know, as, as they say, uh, you know, now, according to them, words are violence. So that guy, oh, my God, I mean, that guy, um, they, I'm sure they'd like to have him in, in prison for a long time for the words he said, wouldn't they? It's amazing that we've gone so quickly from a nation that overall, I believed the people that inhabited this land in the United States actually believed we had freedoms to oh now certain words are problematic problem uh, you know a, it's a, it's uh, and, and we're also ignoring word. actual crimes of course yeah well <laughs> dark days baby you know they really are is so. that i mean maybe it is and uh we're seeing this australia is a great great example of a society that has been pushed a little bit too far and it's interesting because we are seeing like i said some of the nations in europe now are like hey this is all good we're taking away any of these restrictions due to covid and then we have the places like australia mm. which seems to be further clamping down which I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, whether why this is being done, because I don't know the politicians in Australia. I don't know the mindset. I don't know if they are evil people looking for control or they're absolute idiots who have no idea what they're doing, but they have to do something because otherwise, whatever. Who knows why people make the choices that they do? But we're seeing things now in Australia where people are not politely going out into the street. They are starting to fight back. And this is a domino, I think, once started that is hard. You know, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think there's any doubt that why they're doing what they're doing. I think, you know, they're not dumb. They have access to the same information everyone else does. There's just... You know, when people get power, they always want more. They never want to let it go. So it's, I mean, it's just been proven again and again. That's a basic tenet of of human nature. And, uh, you know, these these clowns down there are, um, they're power drunk, as many are right here. I mean, <laughs> right at the top. Didn't um, Bag of Maggots Biden say <laughs> our patience is wearing thin? Our, our, think, of, think of the, you know. First of all, he uses the imperial hour, 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 our patience is wearing thin. Really, really. Um, you know, that just that speaks to the uh, the fact that this is a guy who thinks that he's not a servant of the people, but he is the boss of the people. And it's the same, I'm sure, with the assholes uh, down under. Why would they be any different? People are people. True. Biden is just reading the words people put in front of him at this point, which is never more evident than when you see things like a tweet that just came out from Biden, which if you've ever followed Joe, even when he was fully comprehensible, kind of when you can understand what he was saying, right. he was never a uh, eloquent guy. He was always more of a in the streets kind of guy, a little scrappy, 
which is fine. I mean, I think we need people like that in politics. But there was a tweet that came from Biden's account, which it's like, you know, Joe has no clue what's going on. And the tweet was, quote, my build back better agenda costs zero dollars. <laughs> right. I mean, see, now that's a hell of a start, isn't it? <laughs> my build back better agenda costs zero dollars. Okay. Which I mean, maybe Joe believes that. I don't know. He says instead the tweet says. Instead of wasting money on tax breaks, loopholes, and tax evasion for big corporations and the wealthy, we can make a once-in-a-generation investment in working America. I mean, it's funny that you're seeing stories right now that Joe has personally used all of these loopholes that all of a sudden are bad to him for his own yeah. profit, isn't it? It's kind of amazing, right, the hypocrisy. Totally, you know, but that's what he is. I mean, he's a career politician, and um, I don't think, I think he's, he's, you know, the, the, the toughest guys I've ever known never talk tough. They just were. Right. Okay? And he's pretty typical of the punk. And the punk is the guy who's never really gotten his nose bloody. And that dude, uh, for his entire adult life, has lived, uh, you know, the, like a Raja as a pampered politician. He's had bodyguards and servants and apparatchiks and all, all kinds of things like that. And, you know, at the core of him, He's a guy who's, he's, who's very angry, who thinks he, who thinks he is a tough guy, but he's clearly not. And you look at him before he lost his marbles, you know, go back 30, 40 years when he took his first presidential run, he was totally combative and in people's face. I've got these degrees and I was first in my class. Everything was a lie. Yes. Everything he said was a lie. Everything. And then he capped it by saying, and I'll square off against anybody who says anything different. Words of a punk. Words <laughs> of a punk. Okay. Tough guys don't talk like that. Well, right, because you don't need to. Exactly. He's a punk. You need to, you don't, you know, all you have to have is people knowing you can back it up. And then you don't right. need to spew that. The, uh, this tweet ends with, quote, and it adds zero dollars to the national <laughs> debt. I mean, how can anybody now, one, if it is a Joe in his right mind, what the hell? If it's somebody writing this for oh, the yeah. office of the president, which you would assume it's a bunch of people, probably a huge staff of people right? that create these tweets before sending them out. And, you know, it goes up and down the chain and everybody has to sign off on this because we now live in a world where every little word, every little thing makes a huge difference. Things get blown out of proportion all the time, right. even if somebody were to misspeak, including remember when Joe referred to somebody, oh, as the boy, and then all of a sudden that was taken as racist. I didn't see it that way, but people jumped on that because, oh, you used one wrong word. Mm. And this tweet twice says, this is going to cost zero dollars and add nothing to the national debt. I mean, sure. Well, but they know. I mean, the people that write that shit know that their base, the mouth breathers, will gobble that and, and re- Gurgitated as gospel. They know that. I read it. Could came from the office of the White House. Can't be. Can't be a lie. Right. Well, when some crazy liberal <laughs> comes up and spews that to you, you go, uh, yeah. three point five trillion dollars. How That's is nothing. that zero? It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> up is down. Left is you know right. Yeah. The darkness is light. I don't know. Uh, it really is Orwellian. It no is. Which, which is why the folks in Australia are coming to a breaking point. And I saw this video and I wasn't going to clip it at first. 
And then you mentioned, it's like, you know, I've seen this many a time before. I think there is good rage. And then I think there are, and I don't know, this guy looked like it came from TikTok, but it seems to me there are some people that are doing rage just to get the likes and just to get the swipes and all that. And this, I don't know, this seemed a little over the top and the language. I mean, it's okay. We use bad language every now and then it seemed to be a little bit excessive. And I always wonder, which I guess this is a good lesson. Just like we talked about a few minutes ago, how it's so hard to decipher what is real information and what is fake, what is planted, what is exaggerated. Yeah. This is also a case of, you know, is this somebody could, I could see making a lot of money being a YouTube or a TikTok guy that yeah. is just so over the top and you can play into this, whether you believe it or not, isn't relevant because he is hitting home with what a lot of people feel. So I think this might be playing into that or maybe I'm wrong. And this guy is just this mad. But let me start this. We may pause it because this is a longer clip. All right. Steve on his fucking nice fresh walk on this beautiful sunny day. They're still talking shit. Daniel Andrews is still talking booster shots, booster shots. Fucking, they've spent fucking countless amounts of money on the fucking police force in Victoria to bash old ladies, to stop you getting in a cafe, to stop you getting food, to put push out some bullshit COVID pass. Okay, see now here, I don't think that the police there are really looking to bash old ladies and all that. And to me, this lessens the impact from everything else he says but i'm see i look at a lot of things in a lot of different ways and we've talked about that yeah. a little bit before whereas well, the, the minute i catch you doing a little exaggeration it, it moves down the list for me well there's no you, there's no doubt that you know that some of them are looking to bash old ladies because we've seen the video you know um that's why i, I never take any group as a, as a group you know i take people as individuals but clearly there are some raging assholes oh, yes. wearing police uniforms in Australia, yeah. um, as there are everywhere. And there's some great, great, great people as well, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he, so I don't think he's, he said, um, you know, all of them, you know, I guess he, he I guess he can't, how, I mean, you gotta, you gotta take this to, as to, in context, it's a fucking rage. Right. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not a term paper. There's going to be no ibids or sources on there. You know, the guy's coming from the gut, whether it's, you know, exaggerated or not. But you know what I was thinking as we go through this, if somewhere maybe out there in audience land, there is a, uh, a true musicologist, uh, I think we should start looking at these as 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 one of those guys would look at a piece of music because as, as this guy's rage goes on, his rant uh, um, unfolds. It is like a piece of music. It starts off a little slow. There's a crescendo built in there. There's some right. arpeggios. Truly, it really is, and it'd be fun. I mean, I don't. I'm not a musicologist. I just uh, plink a couple of instruments a little. But it'd be fun to sit down with a guy. <laughs> Who really knows his shit and have him sort of parse, parse the rage out uh, as he would a piece of music because it's kind of it's a lot of similarities there. Well, yeah, and see if there is a certain formula because I'm thinking there is. Yeah. Gets all of the likes and all of the swipes and all of the things it that people is. on social media love. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure you're right. And that would be a very intriguing thing to look at. And little did this guy know. See, he is actually being graded because that is uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing here. On planetrage.show. At the end of the day, the only shots that are going to get fired are directly at Daniel. 
But anyway, we've got that next cunt, that big nose fucking witch bitch in fucking Sydney. She's fucking lying out her ass. They're defunding ICAC. We can't even, they can't even inquire. Everyone's getting locked down. The country's getting fucking shut down. Scott Morrison, another cunt, has got the audacity to get on the TV and say, talk about climate change in the middle of this bullshit. Like cunts really give a fuck about trees and shit while they're losing their jobs, dickhead. You need to resign. We've got that fucking Brisbane bitch. See, now that's an interesting thing too because we have noticed a while ago that covid without a doubt was going to morph back into climate crisis because covid absolutely is going to dissipate i mean it may be around forever but as the number one thing that is keeping people in their homes and keeping people scared it is going to dissipate and climate is next on the list. I mean, it's been on the list before, but this seems to be where the next big push is going to be. And this, again, goes down then that path of, oh, one domino falls. And we've seen what we can do with mandates, with lockdowns. Is it hard to believe that uh, someplace like Australia would go, oh, well, you know, we have a climate crisis week. We Everybody stay home. Sure. Well, you know, you've got around the world now, the new, that used to be democracies and dictatorships. And now it's kind of morphed into all governments are government by emergency. Okay. Right. And so all you need is some, some chooch at the top, to, you know, cranking the siren and screaming emergency, emergency. And uh, people are going to respond. They're going to get in their basements. They're going to mask up. They're going to turn in their guns. They're going to uh, drive their cars over cliffs. They're going to do whatever, whatever said, because it's an emergency. It's for and the so, children. Yeah. And for the, oh, let's not forget the children. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, I'm so sorry. You're right. We have to yeah. save the planet for the, the children. children. And if we can't save the children, we have to kill the children like, like, uh, <laughs> like Janet Reno did 20 years ago in Waco. You know, can't, can't save them, kill them. A lot of times that. there's a hypocrisy involved. Oh, almost always. So they're great. They're both great vehicles for population control, really. And people that, that buy the bullshit, you know, and it's, it's, and it's always what they do is, you know, they're painting with that big, broad brush because, uh, you know, everybody wants clean air and clean water. Who the hell doesn't? You have to be some kind of a head case not to. But if you don't do it, buy in totally to their side, well, now you're, you're anti whatever the fuck. Oh, was it? Oh, you're a climate denier. Yeah, right. I am a climate denier. Yes, I am. I, I, it's, it, climate is not a truth. It's a thing. It can't be denied or verified. It's just there. So, yeah. Well, and there's one <laughs> thing to not want people to, you know, factories to spew poison into the no. air. Or into the water, but they're talking about carbon dioxide, which is very natural. Everybody exhales if they're still alive. They talk about methane, which is basically, you know, cow farts and people farts. I mean, depending. And uh, then you look at how much of these things, methane and CO2, how much of these things come out of, say, a volcano, which is pretty damn natural, I believe. And you realize that the amount of those kind of gases that come out of one volcanic eruption is way more than your average factories, you know, Uh, more than your cars, more than all. But no, they point to these things as these are these are the problems and it never makes any sense. But let's let Steve, the angry Aussie, Steve is great. Continue on a little bit here. (laughs) Better with the drug companies. 
pushing it, pushing it, talking shit, segregating, absolute fucking crap. And they've got the audacity, Channel 7, Channel 9, all these rats that are all embedded with these fucking criminal crumbs, do the right thing. Do the right thing. How about yous do the right thing and stop talking shit? How about yous do the right thing and fucking open the country back up? How about yous do the right thing and start reporting some fucking real facts of what's going on? We're getting fucked over, out of our properties, out of our titles, out of our fucking jobs, out of our fucking lives. We've got cunts walking around with fucking masks on like we're in a fucking hospital when you go to a fucking beach. How about you cunts start doing the right thing? Huh? That's right, you won't. You fucking greedy, lying fucking dog. So you know where you can stick your fucking booster shots? Right up your fucking ass. That's it. That's the right thing. Right thing, you fucking sell out drug-pushing fucking losers. What do you think is going to happen at the end? You're going to have them lining up like junkies. Lining up. Time for your booster shot. And they're all just going to line up. Yes, yes. You fucking... Australia's never been more unhealthy. You got Jackie Lambert, jump shit, talking fucking crap. Six months ago, as I said, they took the last video down. Six months ago, the cunts all against vaccines. What happened, bitch? The payout was good enough, so now you better get your birthday shot, you scribbled up fucking miserable looking cunt. Go fuck yourself. Go fucking hang yourself from a tree, you fucking dog. Anyway, there's my morning rant. Another day in Australia of these fucking cunts talking shit. But I'm going to push through and have a fucking great day. You can suck my balls and go fucking drown yourself in a pile of piss. Okay. <laughs> we should intersplice in with the MMA guy. The yeah. MMA guy wants to just suck the cock and he wants to suck the balls. It's just- <laughs> they want to get they want to get full coverage. No question. And, you know, and he also has some great alliterative stuff in there. He's called people criminal crumbs. That kind of rolls off the tongue nicely. And um, what was the other witch bitch? I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, he was, was on a good. roll. He's good. And this wasn't scripted, which is always interesting because usually <laughs> People need to gather a thought now and then. If you can go on for a couple of minutes, nonstop rapid fire, either you've been practicing or maybe that was real. I mean, that's hard to say. He may be be. really hard to say. It's hard to say whatever it was, whether it was uh, completely ad libbed, which I would doubt as well, or, you know, scripted from top to bottom. Who cares? It was a great performance. Yes. Yeah. And I watched an episode of Tim pool because my buddy Gene that I do the grumpy old Ben's podcast with. Yeah. Uh, kind of forced me to watch some Tim uh-huh. Pool. I'm like, I don't like this style. I don't like mm-hmm. what he's doing. So I watched one episode, a half hour, and he made one good point, like maybe a couple. But one good point he made was about the fact, and I've heard other people talk about this. Nobody in the government, you know, none of the Fauci's, none of the Bidens, none of the Kamala Harris's, none of the Nancy Pelosi's are talking about the fact. Everybody says we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated Hmm. and what Tim pool pointed out. And this is something that was pretty apparent early on is that what we really have is a pandemic of people with comorbidities. The people that don't have comorbidities, COVID is Kind of a bad flu, which I know gets you thrown off a lot of platforms for saying that. Oh, you're in trouble now. You're in trouble, man. This was exactly what an Amish guy that was being interviewed on Peter Santangelo's hmm. YouTube channel said, because he was asking him, like, what, what's going on over the last couple of years yeah. in the Amish country? Because they live a completely different lifestyle. Right. They don't buy into a lot of the technology and all that. Hmm. And he said, you know, pretty much everybody's had it it's gone through really which i thought you know what i'm like you don't normally see a lot of out of shape amish because they're working physical labor 
Sure, sure. You know, well, there is not something. the obesity problem. You're a sports guy. You probably heard of this Mike Taglier guy, some the fantasy football dude. You hip to him? I have not heard of him. Okay. All right. Apparently, I mean, you know me. Don't I'm idiot, Mr. Sports. No, no, nothing. There was a. It was a pretty big story over the weekend. This guy, his name was Mike Taglieri. His nickname was Tags, and he was big into this fantasy football stuff, whatever it is. And he had, a, a, I guess, a significant social media footprint. Um, Thirty-nine years old was hospitalized, I think, in early August, and died. Uh, you know, a few days ago from COVID. Thirty-nine. Um, and, but they never said, did he? You know, did he have any comorbidities? I, you know, I don't know. Um, but I was curious as to, you know, if you know that, but what good are you? <laughs> Absolutely question. not. I would guess <laughs> the answer would be yes. And I mean, I don't know. This seems to be a roll of the dice. And yeah. this is where when people will go that complete other route, which is the virus isn't even real, which I've heard some people see, say no viruses are real. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's such and it's you know it's such a sad thing when people do see say idiotic shit like that because it undercuts um, legitimate arguments you know on both sides. So yeah, of course it's real, and I've known a lot of people uh, who've had it, and uh, you know some actually uh, uh, the uh, younger brother of a woman I know very well died of the fucking thing uh, a couple of days ago. It was absolutely tragic. I I never met her brother, her younger brother. I don't know if he had any comorbidities, whatever, but it, clearly it's nothing to fuck around with at all. Who the hell wants it? Nobody. No, no it's uh, it's not good. It is affecting people of all sorts. It's now what they call the, you know, the breakthrough in infections, which is not that much of a surprise. Those people overall seem to do much better you know or if you're like joe rogan you have the ability to throw exactly the regimen it seems Mm. that donald trump got you know before we had vaccinations when he got the covid yeah you know throw the same thing at it and it's like you know that's great joe but most people don't have the millions of dollars and the doctors waiting to you know to jump in Sure. But this, that's why I was also curious about this uh, other, this uh, fantasy football dude, because he was, you know, relatively young at 39. He looked okay, but what can you tell from a headshot? Nothing. Um, But he was fully vaxxed and now he's fully dead. So he didn't do so well. Right. With with his breakthrough of infection. And a lot of people don't. Um, I don't think it's anywhere near as effective as they trumpeted in the beginning or they'd like to claim that it is. And if you, you know, somebody should do a bar chart on this, how they, how they've moved uh, the bars since its inception from hundred percent safe and effective. And then, you know, those percentages have dropped and dropped. And now it's like, well, okay, if you get it, maybe you won't get dead, but then maybe some guys do like this football dude. It's very scary. Right. Well, yeah, especially if you have any kind of problems that affects your, uh, your neurological system with this disease. So, I mean, if you've got something like MS or if you have anything. Yeah. Any respiratory difficulties? It's very scary. Yes. So, I mean, you have to know going in that there are people who have way more chance of having a negative outcome. And those people need to do whatever they can to be protected. No question. But locking down a whole society does not make sense. I mean, this was one of the first things I remember, like when the COVID thing really had gone through its first wave or so, you know, so we're through the first couple of months and some people were getting better because that's Mm -hmm. how this works. Right. And it's like, well, why are you still making them be locked down? 
I mean, right. show me another virus that you could catch, you know, five minutes after you recovered from it. And that, right. you know, again, a lot of people are denying a lot of the science and it's, it yeah. is sad on both it's sides. It's very sad. It's on both sides. You know, on the other side, I mean, they, they totally deny the, uh, the power of natural immunity of those who've had this fucking goddamn thing. And they, they just, oh, no, it's nothing. No, 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 no. You need the, you need the vaccine. No, no, you don't. No. If you, if you've had this shit, you're in better shape than somebody who's been vaxxed, period. But they deny it. They lie. Yeah. But that's always been the way it's been. You know, unless yeah. you're telling me there's something special about this virus because we are going to finally admit that not only was it being studied in a lab, but it was modified, created to be more deadly. No doubt. No doubt no doubt no doubt no doubt this was a fucking bioweapon and isn't be it's behaving just like it isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah which it's like this is why also people should take it seriously but right. uh, you know understand right. uh yes you know, understand but it was interesting that you brought up music because i was i brought a you know a clip from uh the guy from green day that our buddy boober i think sent in right when we start doing the show uh-huh. but i was thinking about this the other day about music and how it might bring rage to people i mean a lot of things can do it sure and i was thinking you know there is a lot of like doom metal death metal that you know sounds like the musicians are raging Mm. but that doesn't really bring rage to the people listening right because that's usually you know you'll listen to it and be like well i feel better now because somebody else feels the way i do and i'm getting it out of my system right and i think i've come across the most rage inducing song on the planet. Ooh. And, uh, and this is from Booberry. No, no, he sent a clip in from green day before we get oh, to from that. Green this, day. Okay. All right. th- this is cool. from, uh, well, you'll know where it's from. Cause I think everybody right. <laughs> might just get a little in a rage. I'll only play a few seconds of this because otherwise okay. we'll be sued. See, and I think that's it, right? I think that's the that's most rage-inducing yeah. song ever. Yes. It, <laughs> it, it, there's, there's no doubt. There is. Yeah, my kids made me take that on a ride, um, take them on that ride when they were very young at Disneyland. And not just and once. I, no. Oh, I said, I said to my wife, I said, that's it. This, this will never happen again. <laughs> They're going on. You're going on. I'm not going on. I'm not setting foot in that fucking thing. No, this is over. Yeah, and so, it. Uh, yeah. Th- th- my wife has the same reaction. It's her birthday today, but we were watching. Oh, happy birthday, Kim! A bunch birthday. I will let her know. And uh, we were watching a bunch of uh, Disney behind the attraction. There was a whole series about <laughs> a bunch of the different Disney rides and all that. And while Disney's an evil corporation, yeah. I've always been really interested in what they do, especially you know with character building and the theme park building. And and Walt Disney was actually a really good dude when it he came was. to a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, he was visionary, no question. No question. You know, the company today, I think maybe has lost their way a little bit, but she yeah. has that same reaction, which, you know, I don't really like the ride that much, but it's it's always fun then when we were in Disney World to just make her go on the ride. Like, no, no, I really want to go. I want to go. <laughs> go. And I'll sit through 18 minutes of that just for the. Uh, yeah. You know, if you want a double whammy from rage to maybe suicide, you could, uh, you could uh, bookend that with. Uh, Lenin's imagine. You know, that would, 
<laughs> See, she likes John Lennon, so that would that would totally go. I liked him too, but that song, no, I'll pass on that one. You know, there are a lot of songs that are like that, and I eventually came to the uh, the conclusion that if you're going to like most popular music, you know, anything that you would you know consider mainstream, yeah, that you have to just avoid all the politics involved. Sure. And enjoy the music. Cause when I play some music on the, you know, the no agenda rock and roll pre-show, if you play Springsteen, people are ah, liberal. Sure. Like, sure. yeah, but some of the music's good. Absolutely. No question. You got to separate no, you know the what? two. I read that uh, when he, when he wrote um, born a run, he set out to, you know, his intention was to write the greatest rock song ever, you know, well, he didn't quite get there, but he didn't fall too far from it. Really is it? It's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, and he was going for the sound that people hadn't been doing for a while again, which was yeah. that Phil Spector wall of sound. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. when done right, where you can't even pick out what instrument's playing. It's just making a noise mm-hmm. that somehow works. But oh, yeah. As it, a kid, I spent a lot of time on the Jersey Shore. You know, I was never at the Stone Pony when he was there. I was a little too young for that. But um, uh, I know Asbury Park very well. And I know those boardwalks and they're utterly unique. Okay. You know, for some reason, I don't know why, but the Jersey boardwalks from, you know, Asbury Park down to Wildwood are unlike those you'll find, um, you know, on the West Coast or certainly farther south on the East Coast. And I, I don't know why, but they are. But that song, when, when I hear that song, he, 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 you know, he baked something into it where I can smell the salt air <laughs> and almost hear the chick scream on the roller coaster. It was really amazing what he did with that. It truly was. Yep. Yep. 1975 too. recording technology wasn't quite up to what we have yeah. now, yeah. you know, and that was a classic. Some might say the best, you know, I, I like yeah. darkness a little more in 1978, but so it's been a while since I would say he's released, you know, yeah. a fantastic album, but mm. you know, you have to kind of get by the, the politics to enjoy that. But this was a clip from the green day singer, Billy okay. Joe that this was at the iHeart Radio Music Festival, which I guess was on a very tight schedule. And I do believe it was shortly after this, just to put it into a little bit of context, shortly after this, that he went in to rehab. So maybe it had something to do with what happened here. Fuck this shit. I'm going to play a fucking new song. Fuck this shit. Give me a fucking break. One minute left. One minute fucking left. You're gonna give me fucking one minute? There's a look at that fucking sign right there. One minute. Let me fucking tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've been around since fucking 1980 fucking eight. And you're gonna give me one fucking minute? You gotta be fucking kidding me! You fucking kidding me? What the fuck? I'm not fucking Justin Bieber, you motherfuckers! You gotta be fucking joking! This is a fucking joke! I got one minute, one minute left. Oh, now I got nothing left. Now I got nothing left. Let me show you what one fucking minute fucking means. And now smash the guitar. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the guitar's not breaking. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's the guitar? God fucking love you all. We'll be back. I think it was a Fender. I'd have to go back and look again, but I remember watching the, the video. Telly probably, yeah. And he's just he's just hammering on the thing, and it's not breaking. You know, I because I, I think it was Boo, and I'm like, yeah, you see, they make really good guitars. He's like, either that or uh, Billy Joe's a wimp, and I'm like, okay, that's that's one or the other. There's- so the context of this, where the hell is he? That somebody's putting a, you know, he's playing under the clock. I'm iHeartRadio, one of these festival type oh. things where you must oh, festival have- thing, right, right. So okay. somebody else was due to come on stage and gotcha. I guess they were cutting him short and I got it. But don't you know oh. who I am? I'm Billy Joe. <laughs> he's been around since 88. What playing or that's when he, you know, yeah, I think that's when Green population. Day. Yeah. I think that's when Green Day hit. And uh, hit. okay. All right. So he's no kid. All right. He, he was no <laughs> and Justin what, Bieber. <laughs> and what was his, uh, what was his, uh, his uh, chemical that he needed help with when he went into rehab? I think it was drug that. and yeah. alcohol addiction was all they, they said. But, uh, it's the whole thing. Okay. It can make you angry. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't marijuana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, he wasn't mellowed out. <laughs> no. That's a great clip. I like that one fucking minute. <laughs> yeah. When you're losing, I mean, I guess there's, there's that whole different concept of, uh, when you're doing this in front of a packed house of thousands of people, I mean, I yeah. guess that could, that could encourage you a little bit. And again, it's like, I, I asked that question of, and once you hear he went into rehab shortly after it's like, okay, it was probably real, but it's like, you know, this yeah. could also just be a great bit. I mean, cause people have smashed guitars and thrown fits, Forever. Like, sure. you know, and you never really know, but that, that yeah. seemed kind of real. It seemed quite real. It did. I didn't see the, I guess the video would tell you more too. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yes. It's on the beautiful YouTubes. People can check that one out. Like anything we, we rate, we will critique to see if yeah. people are raging enough. Nobody tried to uh, use hashtag planet rage on Twitter. So nobody was brave enough oh. to try oh. to enrage somebody that was kind of disappointing. Although while looking for hashtag planet rage, I realized it's also a hashtag that is used for a, uh, it was a South Africa's annual video gaming tech computer and geek culture expo. So oh, really? yeah, it's called rage expo, <laughs> rage expo. Okay. Yeah. So people have used cool. planet rage, not for a while, but we'll see if that pops back up again. They'll be like, what's this planet rage uh. stuff. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find on the internet, but I mean, we'll leave this open. If you can get somebody to just, snap or yes. we want to hear your rage i mean i think maybe we we need to see videos or have some audio sent in from mm-hmm. uh, some of the ragers on uh you know the topic of their choice and maybe we'll, have to, we'll pick a week where it's like oh just your ex-girlfriend your ex-boyfriend your oh, ex-wife yeah. your ex-husband go off what's you know what was the what was the number one rage let's see it let's hear it let's experience yes. it yes and you can drop that to us through email, the magic of email. We're so high tech at rage at planet rage dot show. We are a value for value show. We learned this from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak of the no agenda show. And if you'd like to support the show, nobody did this week, Larry, nobody likes us. Oh dear. He'll be back. (laughs) You know, it was a rough week. Yes, it was for everybody, especially if you're in Australia. Oh, those poor guys. You know, we have a, we have some listeners in common down there. Um, Keith and Sean and, uh, others and i want to say boy my heart goes out to you guys you're really in the thick of it yes so. they are i was looking at the uh, and it, there's a about half that you can't tell 
But for the traffic that we can tell the countries we're big in, the United States and Canada, that is pretty much expected. Yeah. Then the Netherlands, then the UK, then Australia. So we got to get the Aussies up a little bit. But yeah. then the Russian Federation. So I don't know. Well, I'm liking that. The, How cool. The Russian Federation. Russian. And I'll get, I'll get those are all the anti-commie ones, too. They know how to rage. Oh, they do. They, they know do. how to rage. But if you want to support the show, you can go to planetrage.show and click that little donate button and get all of the information you need there. You got anything else for us? I'm, I'm, uh, I think that's, uh, I think I'm tapped out. Other than again, <laughs> I, I do think there's some, some symphonic aspect to these rages and some guy who's really knows his shit in that realm would be fun to have him weigh in and sort of, you know, diagram these things. Cause I really believe there's, there's, I mean, certainly they're all lyrics, right? I mean, this guy, the, the Steve from Australia, he's putting, putting together some pretty, <laughs> pretty fun phrasing. Yes. Um, you know, and and the the cadence of it, the rhythm of it, um, is absolutely musical. So it does have a new a art form about to be born here. Yeah, and there is one thing that I've always thought, which was for a rage to be the most effective, it has to start at a normal tone of voice. Yes, in a normal speaking. When I see the videos, in the first thing on the video or the audio is somebody screaming and already full rage that seems way more put on. I, I want to see, even if it's a whole bit and True. you're putting it on, you know, just start like you're yeah. doing this and you're speaking normally and then, and let it build. Like you said, it come to a crescendo, you yeah. know, and then like a roller coaster, let, you know, come to it, then go fast, then come back up a little bit, slow it down, pace yourself. Yeah. What makes a good rage? If you have any ideas or if you have a uh, music degree, which I believe we have some uh, listeners that may Dame Lisa, I'm looking at you. Oh, Dame Lisa. How cool. If there is uh, if there is some kind of correlation. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. With that said, we'll be back again next Monday for more rage. <laughs> Until then, a Ray John. Ray John. The rage goes on forever. Oh, well, yeah, as long as that's good. And the party never ends, right? Is that the old song? The road goes on forever and the party never ends. The country Something tune. like that. Yeah, it's close enough. I like it. The rage goes on forever. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, don't shit.